morning, everybody. Welcome to Easter Sunday, Resurrection Day. Come on, let's sing this together. Risen. Risen. He's risen. this Easter Sunday morning. It is one of our traditions that we greet each other with Christ is risen, He is risen indeed. I'll say Christ is risen, you'll say He is risen indeed. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. And we are thankful today. Would you read with me from Mark 16 verses 1 to 6? When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome 
bought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. This resurrection reminds us today that he keeps his promise and the same power lives in us today. He has raised us to a new life in him. Would you take a moment and like this post? Would you share it with your friends and on your page? And would you tag someone this Easter Sunday who you want to join you in worship and allow them the opportunity to watch along with us as we celebrate today our risen Savior. Would you join me in prayer? Lord, we are thankful today for this beautiful Easter Sunday. Father, we are thankful today for what the resurrection means to us. Lord, we are thankful for the power of Jesus that lives in us. Lord, we are thankful today for Jesus. Lord, we pray today that your power that we are celebrating, your life that we are celebrating, Lord, would bring healing to someone who needs healing, would bring hope today to someone who needs hope. And Lord, it would bring salvation today to someone who just needs you. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for who you are, what you've done for us. Lord, we thank you for the new life that we have in you. And God, we pray that you will join or meet us here today as we join in worship with our congregation and other believers all across Mobile. We'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Would you join Pastor Chad and his team as they lead us in worship today? Amen. Today we celebrate the ultimate victory. Jesus brought our freedom with sacrifice. And he says, if you ask anything in my name, it shall be done. So Lord, let's come to you.
He's worthy. Come on and just celebrate the goodness of our God. Come on and let's just celebrate his victory today. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. There is truly no one like our God. Especially today, Father, when we celebrate your victory over death, hell, and the grave. Is it ever more true? Thank you, Jesus. You know, Good Friday, we sang, we sang a song together. Hopefully you were able to tune into that. We left out the third verse to that song because we wanted to save it for this morning. It says, Then came the morning that sealed the promise. Your buried body began to breathe out of the silence, the roaring lion. Declare the grave has no claim on me. Come on, sing it with me then. Then came the morning that sealed. That sealed the promise. You're buried. You're buried body. Began to breathe. Out of, out of the Jesus Christ, my living hope. 
say so Someday for 
Don't you love him this morning? From heaven you came running There was mercy in your eyes To fulfill the law and prophets To a virgin came the word From a throne of endless glory To a cradle in the dirt Come on, let's sing together praise Praise the Father Praise the Son Praise the Spirit Say to reveal, to reveal the kingdom coming and to reconcile the lost, to redeem the whole creation, you did not despise the cross. For even in your suffering, you saw to the other side, knowing this was our salvation, Jesus for our sake. Say praise the Father, praise the Father, praise the Son, praise the Son, praise the Spirit, praise the Spirit, Spirit He's the God of love, His majesty. Sing this with the morning that you rose, all of heaven held its breath, till that storm was moved for good, for the land of conquered death, and the dead rose from their tombs, and the angels stood in awe, for the souls of all who come to the Father are as a church. Church of Christ was born, then the Spirit lit the flame. Now this gospel truth of all shall not kneel, shall not fade, but his blood and in his name, in his freedom I am free. For the love of Jesus Christ, who has resurrected me. Praise. 
Good morning, Forest Hill family. It's so great to see you this morning and once again have the opportunity to worship with you. What a great time we just had of lifting our voice and singing praises to the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Chad and worship team for that wonderful moment. And now it's time to go to the Lord in prayer. And before we do that, I just wanna encourage you with these words from Psalm 18. The psalmist says, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. So this morning we are going to lift up our voices and we are going to call upon the Lord in prayer. If you have a need, we want you to go ahead and drop that prayer request in the comments section. Our staff is standing by waiting to agree with you in yes. prayer. And also behind us, you'll see blood drops that we have pinned to the cross Several weeks ago, we had a service and we asked you to write names of those who you wanted to see saved during this Easter season or those who needed healing. You need, these people needed a touch from the Lord in some way, somehow, and so you pin their names to the cross on these blood drops. We want you to know we have not forgotten about it. We are still praying for these names. God has most certainly not forgot yes. about this act that you did. And so we want you to agree with us in prayer this morning over whatever your need is, but also these names on the cross. Pastor Tristan's gonna pray for us. Yes, Farstill family, would you just bow your heads all across the living rooms across this entire county and pray with us today. Lord, we thank you, God, for all that you are, Lord, and all that you continue to be. Lord, you protect us. God, you keep us. And Lord, right now, I pray that we will all just begin to call out names of loved ones that we have, Lord. Loved ones whose names we have pinned to the cross and dedicated our prayer life to them, God, because we want to see them saved. God, I pray for our people right now all across this county, Lord. I pray right now for all of our people joining us on this live stream, Lord, that you would just bless them that you would keep them, God, that you would provide for them, Lord, and make sure that they are taken care of, Lord, wherever they are, whatever situation they may be in, God. I know that you are in control and you are big enough to handle it, Lord. Lord, I pray right now that we will feel comfortable just to, to cast our cares on you, Lord, just to bring all of our needs before you this morning. And Lord, I pray for Pastor Daniel as we uh, get ready to receive what you have spoken to him, Lord. I pray that our hearts be open to hear him, God, and hear what you have said through him. Lord, I thank you and I love you. Thank you for this day that we get to worship together. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Thank y'all. Standing here, not knowing how we'll get through this day. Watching us now, and when it looks as if we can't win, you wrap us in your arms and step in. Everything we need, you supply.
Good morning, Forest Hill family. I greet you this morning in the name of our risen Lord. Christ is risen. Yes, He is risen indeed, and I'm very thankful for that. I want to invite you this morning to do a couple things with me. One is we're going to light the Christ candle together. If you joined us for our Good Friday uh, worship time, we had the candle lit until the gospel reading. And then when we read about the crucifixion of our Savior, we extinguished the flame on the Christ candle. And I invited you to join me and to do the same in your homes. Well, this morning... Uh, we are celebrating the risen Savior, and so we're going to once again light the Christ candle. And so I invite you uh, to find your, uh, your light stick or your matches or whatever you're using and to join us this morning as we relight the Christ candle. As we do that, we're going to read from God's Word a very famous Easter reading, and it's found in Psalm 24. So it'll be on the screen below me there. And I invite you just to read the entire passage aloud with me. It's one that Christians saw as a symbol of Christ coming up out of the grave, entering back into life itself. Psalm 24, beginning in verse 7. Let's read it together. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and lift up you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Would you light the Christ candle again with me this morning? Once again we celebrate the fact that the light of Christ has come into the world he who was born to us on Christmas has conquered death and He has joined us in the land of the living again this morning. Christ is risen. Yes, He is risen indeed. God bless you as you worship with us today. Good morning, Forest Hill family. I greet you again this morning in the name of our risen Lord. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm so glad you're able to join us today online for our Easter celebration. This is the highest day of the Christian calendar for us. And we're so pleased to be able to celebrate. I know we all wish we were gathered here, but even though we're scattered at home, we're still going to make much of this day celebrating our risen Savior. If you are joining us on Facebook Live and you haven't done it already, I want to invite you right now to do a couple things. Number one, right down uh, below this post, I want you to hit the share button and share this on your own page. A second thing I would like for you to do, if you haven't done it already, is tag a couple people in the comments. Type their name and let them uh, know that you're inviting them to join you, if you haven't already, in watching uh, the service together so that they can hear the message of the morning as well. Go ahead and do that as we prepare to begin together. Remind you, if you're using a device and you uh, like the Uversion app, to follow along with your Bible, if you do your Bible digitally, you can search for the live event, Forest Hill COG, and you will find the notes as well as the text for the sermon today, and you can follow along with the notes for today's message that way, as well as on the screen. Again, we're so glad that you chose to worship with us today and to celebrate our risen Savior. If you're a regular part of the Forest Hill family, let me remind you that we are counting on your continued financial support during the season. So many of you have uh, text me or called and said, Pastor, how can we do that? How can we continue to support? And uh, there are a couple ways. One would be our text to give option. You can text the word give to uh, uh, that phone number and it will allow you to set up an engaged platform where you can regularly give uh, just by texting in that number on the phone. A second way you could do that is by um, the link that you see in the comments right now. Uh, you can click on that link and it'll take you to our church giving page and you can enter your information there and set up an, a one-time or even a recurring gift to help the church. Many of you have just simply been dropping it in the mail and that, it, that works as well. Uh, so at the close of our service, Pastor John will give you more information about how you can give. But I just wanted to say thank you for your faithfulness in giving. You've been so good to continue to support your church. And we're very grateful for that during this season. This morning, I want to draw your attention to one verse of Scripture. One verse. A few moments ago, uh, 
Shay read to you the gospel account from Mark 16, verses 1 to 6. That's the story for the day, the resurrection of Jesus. But I want to look at one verse, and it's not in the gospels. It's over in the letters of Paul. It's in the book of 2 Timothy, the second chapter. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8. 2 Timothy 2 and 8. Here's what Paul writes to his young son in the faith, Timothy. He says, Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel. What a simple little verse. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel. That's a beautiful verse. Paul says if you could sum the entire gospel message up in one big idea, that big idea would be the resurrection of Jesus. The resurrection of Jesus, in short, is the gospel message. The truth that Jesus died and rose again for us is the heart of everything we believe. Everything else hinges on this one great truth that Jesus, the divine Son of God, the earthly descendant of King David, died and rose the third day. Everything banks on that. You know, there are moments in history that are just so important, everything seems to hinge on them. There are days we celebrate and commemorate for generations to come because of the significance of the events of those days. One of those days is May the 8th, 1945. Some of you will immediately recognize that day as VE Day or Victory in Europe Day. On May 8th of 1945, the Allies of World War II accepted the unconditional surrender of the Nazi forces in Germany. That day became known and celebrated all over the world for generations to come as a very pivotal day. Because of that day in history, the nations represented by the Allied forces could celebrate the defeat of their enemies and their freedom from the tyranny of Adolf Hitler and the Nazis. They could begin rebuilding their broken lives and their damaged cities because of that day in history. Christians have a day like that as well, and it's this day. It's Easter Sunday. It's the Resurrection Day. This is our Victory in Jesus Day. Because of this day in history, you and I can celebrate our freedom from our great enemy Satan. We can rejoice in the fact that he has been defeated and that our Lord has secured our liberty from sin and death. We can now begin rebuilding our broken lives and our damaged world. Why is this day so important to us? Is the resurrection of Jesus really the core of everything? Does everything hinge on this day? Yes, it does. And yes, it is. I want to unpack three reasons for you today that the resurrection of Jesus means everything to us as Christians. It's the most important day for us. Number one, the resurrection of Jesus and Easter Sunday are so important to us because they mean that our Savior is vindicated. Our Savior is vindicated. In other words, the resurrection is the proof that Jesus is who He claimed to be. Jesus really is the Son of God. And we know that because He rose from the dead. I was talking with a friend recently about different religions and why would we believe one over the other. And I reminded him that for us, the core of everything is the resurrection of Jesus. The reason that I'm a Christian and not some other uh, religious group is because of the resurrection of Christ. Jesus Himself staked everything on His own resurrection from the dead. He predicted that He would die and rise again the third day. And He claimed this would be the proof that He was who He said He was. In John 2.19, He refers to His own body and says, Destroy this temple and I will raise it up in three days. In Mark 8.31, the Bible says, He predicts again. He said, He began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, that He must be killed and after three days rise again. The Bible says in Luke 9.22 that Jesus said, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and He must be killed and on the third day be raised to 
life. Jesus predicted His own resurrection. Even the Apostle Paul, that great defender of the faith in the first century, understood how important the resurrection of Jesus was to the claims of Christ. In 1 Corinthians 15 he says, If Christ is not risen, your faith is in vain, and you are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Paul understood that. But the fact is, Jesus did rise from the dead. He is risen indeed. And His apostles and many others were eyewitnesses to that fact. At Pentecost, Peter stands up and boldly proclaims, this same Jesus, being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that He would be held by it. This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ." The next chapter, whenever the lame man is healed by the power of Jesus' name, Peter preaches again and he says, But you denied the Holy One and the Just One and asked for a murderer to be granted to you and you killed the Prince of Life whom God raised from the dead and we are witnesses. So the apostles proclaim with one voice that they have witnessed and seen Jesus risen from the dead. Some people in our culture want to claim uh, Jesus as just a good man. They would be willing to accept Him if He were just simply a great moral teacher or perhaps a prophet from God who gives us some insight about God. But as C.S. Lewis wisely pointed out many years ago, Jesus has not left either of those options open to us. Jesus Himself claimed to be the Son of God. And He proved that claim by His resurrection from the dead. So the resurrection of our, means that our Savior is vindicated. Christ is who He claims to be. But number two, the resurrection of Jesus also means something even deeper. It means Satan is vanquished. It means the enemy has been defeated. The resurrection is the proof of that. In other words, Calvary actually accomplished what God intended for it to accomplish. And the proof of that is the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Not only does the resurrection mean that Jesus is who He claims, it also means He has conquered His enemies. In John 12, Jesus predicted that His death would do this. He claims in John 12, 30 and 31, it says that um, this voice that speaks from heaven, Jesus answers and responds and says, Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. He's referring to Satan and he's declaring his victory over him that will come by his crucifixion. Colossians 2.15 says, In this way Jesus disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. After his crucifixion, the body of Jesus was resting in Joseph's borrowed tomb. But the spirit of Jesus was very busy. Jesus was not simply resting in the grave. When Jesus paid the price for sin on the cross, Satan lost his claim on this world that was gained when Adam sinned in the garden. When Jesus died, Peter records that being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit, by whom also Jesus went and preached to the spirits in prison. Jesus, when He descended into the earth, His Spirit, the Bible says He was active doing something. He was proclaiming a message to those who had already died. Jesus descended into hell. He stripped Satan of His authority. He took back the keys to death hell, and the grave. And on the third day, when the underworld could not stand the strain any longer, Jesus had harrowed hell, and so it released Him, and He rose from the dead. Acts 2.24 says, God raised Him up, freeing Him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on Him any longer. When John saw Jesus alive after His ascension, he declared, I am He who lives and was dead. I am, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of hell and of death. When Jesus rose from the dead, He announced to His disciples in Matthew 28, All authority is given to Me in heaven and on earth. Isn't that good news to know today? 
Everything in the unseen world and everything in the seen world is under the authority of Jesus. Jesus is still in charge. 1 Corinthians 2 and 8 said that if the devil had understood all this, that the rulers of this age would never have crucified the Lord of glory. But because of the death and resurrection of Jesus, we know that Jesus is who He claims to be and that He has defeated our great enemy, the devil. So the Bible gives us this, this wonderful understanding of the resurrection of Christ. The resurrection of Jesus means that our Savior is vindicated. Number two, it means that Satan is defeated. And finally, number three, the resurrection means that the saints are victorious. Say that with me. The saints are victorious. Because of Jesus' resurrection, we know for certain that our Savior is who He claims. We know that our enemy's been defeated. And finally, we know that we will overcome and ultimately triumph because we follow Jesus through His death and His resurrection. That's what it means to be a Christian. We have repented of our sins and died to our old ways. We've been buried through baptism with Him. And we have been raised to new life by the power of His Spirit. And one day, even our bodies will catch up with what has happened to us on the inside. We'll talk about that in a moment. Let me give you three key areas where Jesus has promised victory for the saint. Victory for the Christian who believes in Him. Number one, His resurrection provides us victory over depravity. Now, I know that's an old word. It's a word for sin, the sin we commit, and also the sinful nature that we possess, the contamination and pollution of our heart. Every one of us, if we're honest, we want things at times that we know we shouldn't want. We desire things that we shouldn't desire. And yet we know that Jesus has rescued us from sin. Jesus promises us victory, not only over the penalty of sin, but over the power of sin and the pull of sin as we walk with Him. The Bible says in Ephesians 2, verses 5 and 6, Even when we were dead in trespasses, God made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And He raised us up and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 6, Paul again declares our victory over depravity. He says, We therefore were buried with Him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too may live in newness of life. For if we have been united with Him in a death like His, we will certainly also be united with Him in a resurrection like His. For we know that our old self was crucified with Him, so the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Jesus has given us victory over sin and depravity. Secondly, Jesus has given us victory over demons and all the demonic host that come against us in this world. Again, Colossians 2, that great story. Listen to the fuller passage. You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for He forgave all your sins. He canceled the record of charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, He disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities and He shamed them publicly in His victory over them on the cross. I love that. Hebrews chapter 2 reminds us, Since the children have flesh and blood, He too shared in their humanity, so that by His death He might break the power of Him who holds death, the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. Over and over in the book of Acts, the followers of Jesus demonstrate the authority of Jesus over the demons. Uh, time after time, they heal the sick, they even raise the dead, but they cast out demons and deliver those who are bound by the evil one through the authority and power of the risen, resurrected Lord Jesus and in His name. So Jesus promises us victory over depravity and over demons and lastly over death itself. Death is the great enemy. Death is the last enemy that Jesus will ultimately put under His foot when He comes again. But even now, the fear of death has been removed for the Christian. We don't have to fear the grave. Again, Revelation 1, Do not be afraid, for I am the first and the last. I am He who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of hell and death. 1 Corinthians 15, Christ has been raised from the dead and He's the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead also comes through a man. And so in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. 
The New Living Translation says, Only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. And only in this way could he set free all those who lived their lives as slaves of the fear of dying. In his translation, The Message, Eugene Peterson renders it this way. I love his way of saying it. He destroyed the devil's hold on death and freed all who cower through life, scared to death of death. Can I ask you today, are you scared to death of death? If so, you don't have to be. Jesus has abolished or destroyed the power of death. The, the Greek word for destroyed means to make of none effect. He has taken the negative effect away from death. It doesn't mean He obliterated death. It doesn't mean that we don't die physically any longer. It means He wiped it out. He put it out of business. He defeated the devil by neutralizing death. For those who trust in Jesus, death is not a big deal anymore. Why is death not a big deal for the Christian, Pastor? Well, let me explain. Before the cross, death was the penalty for sin. And it wasn't just physical death. It marked the beginning of an eternal separation from God. Death was the gateway to hell. And by the sickle of death, Satan swept lost sinners into hell forever. But Jesus disarmed Satan and defeated death by dealing with sin at the cross. The resurrection was the proof that Christ had won that victory. 1 Corinthians 15, Paul says, O death, where is your sting? O grave, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So for those who trust in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, death is no longer the gateway to hell. Rather, it's become the very doorway to heaven. Jesus took all the sting out of death for those who trust Him. Death might hurt you, but it can never harm you if you are a follower of the Lord Jesus. I don't have to fear the grave because even death cannot separate me from the love of God. This is the promise in Romans 8, 38. For I'm persuaded that neither death nor life shall be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus said, John 11, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. That's the promise. Today, Resurrection Day, is our victory day. It's the day we celebrate. Easter means that our Savior is vindicated. We can be sure that Christ is who He claims to be. His resurrection from the dead is the proof of that. Secondly, we can know that Satan is vanquished. Our great enemy has been defeated. Christ has defeated him and now has all authority, and He proved it by rising from the dead. And finally, Resurrection means the victory of His saints. His saints are victorious over depravity, over demons, over death itself. Jesus has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through His gospel. Eternal life is now Christ's gift to all who receive Him and trust in Him, that He died and rose again to save them. My friend, if you're not yet a Christian, if you've never trusted Christ... There is no better day than Easter Sunday to trust the Savior, to be your personal Lord and Savior. Believe on His Word. Believe that His promises of victory over death and eternal life are true. Believe that He was crucified. Believe that He died in your place and suffered for you in agony and He bore the curse of your sin. Believe that He rose again on the third day victorious over death and the devil. But don't just believe it in your head. Trust in it with all your heart. Put all your weight down on it. Put all your confidence in it. All your hope of ever being forgiven of sin. All your hope of being made right with God. All your hope of finding victory in this life and the one to come. Put all of your confidence in Jesus today. By faith, join Him in His death and His resurrection. Die to your old life by turning away from sin and repenting, telling God you're sorry and that you're not going to live that way anymore and inviting Him. Die to your life, old life through repentance. Trust in Christ so that His Spirit will give you new life. Your heart can be born again today. You can be made alive on the inside. His Spirit can give you the power to live a new kind of life a life of obedience and faithfulness to God. Ask God to apply what Jesus did by dying and rising to your own heart and life to make His victory over sin and death a reality in your life today. By His grace, leave your old life of sin and self-interest. Come trust Jesus and follow Him as Lord and Master. 
His Holy Spirit, that same divine power that raised Jesus from the dead, can give you a resurrection today. You can die to your old life, you can bury your baggage, and you can leave it behind in the empty tomb of our Savior. Today you can receive a new heart and a fresh start. Pastor, how do I do that? Well, I've told our people many times it's as simple as A, B, C. A is admit. Admit that you're a sinner and that you need a Savior. Admit that you've broken God's heart and you've broken His commands. Admit that today. And secondly, the B is for believe. Believe the truth of the gospel. Believe the facts, but even more than that, trust with all your heart that He died and rose for you, particularly for you, specifically for you. Put your name in the blank today. God so loved, put your name in that blank, that He gave His Son to die for you. Admit, believe, and the C is for commit. Commit your life to Christ. Say, Lord, if you will save me, I will follow you with all the grace and strength you give me for the rest of my life. And I will live this life for you and persevere unto the end by your strength. I want to urge you today, if you've never trusted Him, get alone with God today. Invite Christ to be your Savior. And then let us know that you've done that. Maybe you need help today sorting through this. Maybe you would like for someone to lead you in prayer. Or maybe you would like to talk more about what it means to follow Jesus as Savior and Lord. There's a number on the screen, 251-345-1700. You can call that number and you'll find a pastor on call. Someone from our staff is available to pray with you right now or any time today to talk more deeply about what it means to follow Christ as Savior and Master. Well, I greet you again at the close of the service the way we began it. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed, and I'm grateful for that. I want to thank you for joining us online at the Hill today. Don't forget uh, about our various groups and studies that are meeting online throughout the week. And don't forget to join us this weekend on Fox 10 at 10 a.m. for um, a, a morning worship service. We're going to be airing again for the next two Sundays, the 18th and the 25th on Fox 10 at 10 a.m. Be sure to share that with a friend. Our media pastor, John Bella, is about to come on in a moment. He'll let you know some more details about how you can support the ministry of our church and stay connected so that you're aware of all the events going on in the life of our church. I urge you again to check on your neighbors and to allow the Lord Jesus to bless you during this season. But before we go, I want to pray for us and I want to leave you with a blessing. Would you bow your heart and pray with me? Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you that, Lord, this is our victory day and we celebrate it with all of our hearts. Lord, we have uh, sung, we have read your word, we have lit our Christ candles in our homes. We have done all that we know to do to make a big deal about this day uh, from our homes. We pray today that, God, you would be honored by that. Lord, I pray today if there's any watching who've never trusted Christ as Savior, that today would be the day when their hearts open, when the lights come on in their soul and they understand for the first time what it means to be a Christian. Father, I pray that you would lead someone to yourself this very afternoon. That, Lord, they would call to testify or allow us to help them find the way into the arms of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We pray that you continue to bless us scattered. And we look forward to the day when we can gather again in your house together. In the meanwhile, we pray that you would continue to keep us and to cause us to, uh, to, to abound in your grace. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' strong name. Amen. Amen. Receive this blessing from the Lord. It's found at the end of the book of Hebrews, and it's a great Easter benediction. Now may the God of peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do His will, working in you what is well-pleasing in His sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. And all God's people said, Amen. Lord bless you and keep you. See you soon. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you were blessed by today's message. And thank you again for your continued faithful giving. Don't forget our available options how you can give. Our website, www.forcefieldcog.org. Also, text to give is available by simply texting the number. Or you can mail your tithing and offering to our church campus. Our social media platforms are up and running also. Our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel by searching Forest Hill COG. Thanks again for watching with us today.